The Green Bay Packers haven't been able to stop the run, I don't know, since the 90s. But the Raiders can't run the ball. In fact, they can't do much of anything right this season on offense or defense. So how do these two teams match up? Your boy Q from Locked on Raiders joins me on a Thursday crossover edition that starts right now. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how a crossover Thursday. Packers, one and a half point favorites, traveling to Las Vegas, Nevada, to take on the Raiders. Your boy Q and I get with it, with the matchups, the big storylines, all the good stuff for a crossover Thursday. Let's do it. And it is another crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Q Myers and Peter Bukowski were ready to break down the Green Bay Packers and the Las Vegas Raiders Monday night football primetime action. We're here to talk about on this crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And it is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match. Up to $100. And Peter, it's always great to catch up with you, talk a little Packers, talk a little Raiders. And man, when we jump into this matchup, what do you feel for the Packers is the biggest storyline going into Monday night? I think until further notice, the biggest storyline in almost any game is going to be Jordan Love. How does he look? Uh, He's had some primetime opportunities now, some big game opportunities. Um, Now on the road, hostile environment. Uh, the black hole, all that stuff. I know it's not the original one, but you know it's the it's the new version. The it's the you know the the uh, chat bot version of it. We got it. We got a upgraded version. It's the upgraded exactly. version, less intimidating. <laughs> and so uh, that that is and and I think the other part of this cue that the reason that it's Jordan Love is it's just not a very good defense. And so you want to, these, these young players, you want to show out against the defense that has not played well to date. Um, Chandler Jones, what's going on there is, is frankly a sad story. And, and like, but he's a good player, not having him. That's a big deal. Um, So I I think for, for me, it's Jordan Love until further notice. And I have a, I have a feeling it's a somewhat similar thing for different reasons for the Raiders in terms of what's going on with their quarterback position right now. Right. Well, Jimmy G, you know, he's a guy that didn't play last week because of the concussion. So Aiden O'Connell got the start. He's a fourth round pick out of Purdue. And according to Josh McDaniels, uh, Jimmy G will be the guy under center as long as he clears concussion protocol. But again, you got to clear concussion protocol. Aiden O'Connell got better throughout the course of the game last week against the Chargers, but it just wasn't enough. He looked like a rookie at times. It looked like a guy that was feeling pretty comfortable at times and ultimately threw an interception at the end of the game uh, to seal the deal for the Chargers. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine line. You know, do you play the rookie? Do you see what you have in him? 
or do you still try to go win a bunch of games because look, it's still early in the season and anything can happen. So going in at one and three, you're not out of it by any stretch, but a lot of Raider nation, Peter, to be honest, is, is kind of already done with the season. It's like, Hey, let's just see what we got in the rookie. And then maybe have to dip back into the draft and go get another quarterback next year. I'm not set up in that, in that, uh, you know, in that mindset right now. Matter of fact, I thought that it probably was too early to have Aiden O'Connell play last week. I thought it probably should be the Brian Hoyer show for at least one mm. game and just call it a day, right? I mean, but I think if you get this, the rookie in, then let him play. Let him play four or five games, you know, to see what he's got. But I, I thought it was a little early. Uh, but look, hey, I'm not the coach. So, you know, they went with O'Connell, and now they're going to go with Jimmy G if he's healthy. So, yeah, man, it's it's really – it's a weird – feel to this second year under head coach Josh McDaniels. I really still don't understand what the method to the madness is, what they're trying to get accomplished. But, you know, with Jimmy G and his injury history, you already knew that there was going to be a time when somebody was going to have to be under center, not named Jimmy Garoppolo. So here we are. (laughs) I was going to ask you about this because I watched this team and I go, what is it that they're trying to do? And it's hard to find (laughs) the answers. What, right. Who do they want to be? What kind of team do they want to be? They were a team that ran the ball really effectively last year. They are one of the two or three worst running teams in the league this year. Somehow, Josh Jacobs lead, goes from leading the league in rushing to they can't do anything on the right. ground. And the passing game, like the personnel seems ill-suited for the quarterback. I just, it just kind of seems like a mess right now, Q. And I do wonder if this game were in week 10, would we be having a, a different discussion about Aiden O'Connell and Jimmy right. G? And if yeah. they were two and eight, yeah, right. I, I think we would, right? But like, it's still too early. Plus, Josh McDaniels has got to win, presumably. What is the what is the pressure on him right now to win in Las Vegas? You know, it's funny. I don't really think that there's a ton of pressure, and I know that sounds odd and bizarre. I really do believe that he's going to get another year. Him and Dave Ziegler, the GM, have come in together. I do think that they get another year, unless everything falls off the rails. Now, you know, if they, everything just falls off the rails and it goes completely to, you know, hell in a handbasket, then okay, <laughs> then then who knows, right? I mean, then all bets are off. But I think if the team stays together, he doesn't lose the locker room, all of a sudden there's not a bunch of revolts, and there could be, you know, then then I think that that he'll be fine, even though, you know, Raider Nation is, is ready to fire him last year, right? They've been ready to move on from Joshua Daniels, and it's understandable, right? Winning and not winning sucks, right? Not winning is terrible, and, and it's just not what anybody in the fan base wants. So I understand the frustrations, but I think that Mark Davis is committed to seeing this, you know, this staff and their plan, whatever that plan is, and I'm not privy to that plan, but whatever the plan is, he's 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 committed to seeing it through. And again, it, it builds up the frustrations because you look on paper and Peter, we talked, man. We talked when the Raiders went and made the move for Devontae Adams. It's going to be one of the best teams in the AFC West. They're going to compete with the Chiefs. It's going to yeah. be such a competitive division. And it wasn't, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you hear the frustration for Devontae. You've covered him for a long time. You know he's honest. He's brutally honest. Uh, he's a hell of a player, and he wants to win. So, you know, that he's he's keeping it real. He's as advertised. He's a fantastic player. But, you know, there's frustration. So it's it's really strange right now to see what stage of this plan that they're in. And, again, when you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo with all his, his injury history, you know that there could be hiccups along the way. And, he already had a concussion in, in week three. So, I mean, there's there's that. And so uh, it's just it's it's a bizarre time, to say the least, Peter. And and it's it's tough days for Raider Nation. And um, believe me, man, they are on edge right now. So uh, we try to try to talk them off the ledge, to say the least. But I'm sure there's a lot of <laughs> well, questions. What, what a coach is facing too, right? internally is not always the same as what a coach is facing externally. Fans are going to right. be one thing. Management yep. is often a very different thing. And I think especially from people who are not in it day-to-day like you are, 
Mark Davis is a different kind of owner for good right. and for ill. And so yeah. does he want to pay Josh McDaniels and another coach? That's got to be factored in here. If you're a Raiders right. fan, you're going, get this guy out of here. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, but some people probably are. Right. Oh yeah. What I think is, is um, poignant for Packer fans is this was one of the guys, if not the guy Aaron Rodgers wanted to replace Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And to see how his career has gone since that moment, since that inflection point, when the Packers chose Matt LaFleur, you know, it's, it's easy to say, okay, you know, Matt LaFleur's won a bunch of games. It's a different situation when you have Aaron Rodgers, Josh McDaniels with Aaron Rodgers versus Josh McDaniels with Aiden O'Connell or Tim Tebow or Kyle right. Orton. It could look very different. And I just, that's one of those, I think really underrated storylines as we come into this week is like, this is, this is a, a dueling banjos version of the timeline. It, it could be one version over here and one version over here. I, I want to ask you about um, Devontae Adams too, as a storyline, because he got hurt last week. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's trending toward playing. What is his status as we as we head toward trying to talk about the matchups here? So far, it looks pretty good. I mean, he returned to that game after banging up his shoulder, and I thought he was done for the game. I thought, okay, that's a wrap. You know, 17 is out. You know, he's just too good of a player uh, to even try to get him back out there. But he showed his resiliency, that the fact that he's a warrior, the fact that he wants to be out there and be a leader for the team, and came back and made some big-time plays and catches down the stretch for Aiden O'Connell. So I think that he's going to be fine. He did say after the game uh, on Sunday that, yeah, my shoulder hurts really bad, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be out there. And so I think that, I think that he will be there i'm sure that throughout the course of the week with practice and really we'll get back out there on the practice field uh, and see what they have to do you know later on this week as you know since the game is not till monday they've pushed everything back a day i'm sure that they're going to limit him and, and bring him along slowly but you know Devonte adams doesn't need a whole lot of practice to go out there and perform on monday night at allegiance stadium so i mean that's i think he's going to be fine but obviously it's something to monitor because so far this season it's been the Devonte adams and jacoby myers show uh, along with josh jacob sprinkled in there in the passing game and that's it it hasn't been anybody else. And so, you know, that's something to consider when you start thinking about the matchups that we'll talk about in segment number two. But real quick, I'm assuming coming off that Thursday night football loss uh, where Jordan Love was basically on his back the whole game. And that was Matt LaFleur's words, not mine. He can't throw the ball from his back. He was pretty upset about that. There's got to be some maybe anxiety around Packer fans as far as what this team is doing, especially with the offensive line looking like it looks so far. Yeah, and, and and more so because Packer fans are just not used to seeing offensive line play like that. They're they're yeah. just not. Um, and so you you have Royce Newman in there for Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins has been on the practice field coming back from that MCL. Apparently, it is just a pain tolerance issue. So if he's practicing, I guess that is a good sign for him to go. That takes your worst offensive lineman by far off the field. John Runyon Jr. not practicing though. So that's your other guard. If you have to take him off the field, do they put Royce Newman in? Do they take the UCLA kid, Sean Ryan, who was a draft pick a year ago? Does he go in? That is who I've been advocating for. I have seen enough Royce Newman. It's too much. Any any amount right now is too much. Um, and Zach Tom appears to be progressing. So I think they're going to be in a good position. But you still got to block Max, Max Crosby. And that's, yep. that, is, uh, that is no small feat. So... I know Patrick Graham as a defensive coordinator likes to mix and match what he wants to do, but he's probably not going to do what someone like Brian Flores do does and just heat Jordan Love up. I, I don't expect them to, to bring pressure on 60% of snaps or anything like that, but but who knows? That's part of being a defensive coordinator is you get to be a chameleon and one week do one thing and one week do another. Exactly. So I know that that's going to be uh, some of the matchups that we talk about. Matter of fact, we'll get into the key matchups. Packers, Raiders, Monday Night Football will close out week five. Prime time action. We'll get right into that after Peter tells you about... 
We're going to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and best way to play daily fantasy, and they're independently owned, not some big mega conglomerate. They are here to make your day fun with daily fantasy. It is an opportunity where you can take and make 25 times your money. Just pick a couple players, and Prize Picks does the work for you. They say, okay, Devontae Adams, 60 yards. You decide if you want. To, to say that he's going to produce more or less than that. Put a couple players together and you've got yourself a lineup, baby. It is so easy. It can take 30 seconds. I, I've certainly done it in less time because I'm like, I know I want these three guys for this night. You can do an all Monday night football lineup if you want to. That's my favorite way to do it, Q. I, I like to pick up a primetime game and put together a lineup that way. It is the fastest and easiest way you can make 25 times your money out there. It, it's not close. Come on now. It's not close. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Prizepicks.com slash locked on to get that first deposit match again, up to a hundred dollars daily fantasy. It is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, here we go, Peter. We got to get into the matchups, the key matchups in this game, Green Bay and the Raiders, Allegiant Stadium. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of Packer fans in the building. The Cheeseheads travel really well, so you got to give them a lot of props. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas is obviously a destination location, so I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of uh, Green Bay fans represented. I know a lot of Raider Nation is going to be represented as well, so it should be a fun matchup Monday night. I'm definitely looking forward to being in the building, but as far as the matchups on the field, Peter, when you look at Green Bay, Jordan Love is the trigger man. What is the key matchup that you're really looking for in this game uh, for the for the Packers to do what they want to do offensively and defensively? To be honest with the situation, it's the it's the same, and and maybe it's in my head after what happened in Detroit. But winning at the line of scrimmage is essential, and and yeah. I know that in the modern NFL, um, everyone wants to talk about the passing game and get in the gun and let Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes sling the rock all over the yard, and that's that's the most fun version of the offense that we see. But look at what has happened over the uh, over the years with the Bills when they can't run the ball in the postseason. Right. Look yeah. is what look at what is happening in the postseason to the to a team like the Chiefs when they can't block. You have to be able to protect your quarterback and you have to be able to open up some lanes in the run game. The Packers have been atrocious stopping the run this season, and the Raiders have been terrible running the ball. This is <laughs> the the old movable force against the stoppable object. Yes. And that it, it's it's a pillow fight. Q, like it's going to be wild yeah. to see how this works. Packer fans are sure Josh Jacobs is going to run for 300 yards in this game um, because that's just the way that it seems like they have been conditioned. But the flip side of this, and I wrote about this um, uh, over at The Leap, which is my newsletter, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Um, and that is that this is the kind of team that the Packers can get off the schneid a little bit against because they're not a great run defense. When you look at the names, I think that there are some uh, some players that I like um, Max Crosby, obviously the, the, yeah. the headliner there. I've always liked divine Diablo as a player, just play him at linebacker. Let's do it. Like, I love, I love that willingness to try some stuff, but I think you can run the ball against this front and we've seen it. They've been a below average run defense so far this season. So, um, I think that's key for green Bay. Can they get the run going and, and can they stop the run against a team that has been the worst running offense in the league so far? One of them, but was really, really good last year. So is Joe Barry going to turn this rushing offense back into what we saw last year? That is certainly the fear if you're a Packer fan. 
It's so funny, Peter, because I could pick, a, I could hold up a mirror right now and just point it at you. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, it's the it's the trenches, it's the offensive line. Uh, the Raiders have given up eleven sacks in the last two games, right? The uh, the Steelers had four on Sunday Night Football in primetime action, and then Khalil Mack and the Chargers got off on Sunday. Yeah, Khalil, Khalil Mack on his own. Day. I think he yeah. still he just sacked Aiden O'Connell again. In fact, I'm getting right. worried. He sacked me on accident, right? He just, just because, <laughs> what the hell, why not? But yeah, man, I mean, they had seven sacks uh, on Sunday, and, and that's just way too much, obviously. Uh, so the offensive line's got to figure out a way to shore that up. And, and you're right about the run game. The run game hasn't been there for the Raiders. And look, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last season. But the one thing about it is he really didn't get started last season until around week four. Week four, week five, that's when everything really started cooking. And, you know, I know that against the Chargers, he wasn't great when it came to the run game. He did a lot of his damage through the passing game. But to me, he looked like a guy that was in shape now. Remember, he missed all the training camp. He missed all the preseason. He was holding out for the contract situation. He started to look like he was that Josh Jacobs guy running downhill, running with a purpose, running through defenders, you know, kind of having having a little extra chip on his shoulder, a little extra edge to him. So I'm hoping, and this is just me hoping, that he's getting to be that guy again. And again, it took a while before the run game got going. Now, the right side of that offensive line is where my big concerns are. The right guard, Greg Van Roten right now, he's a guy that... Packers legend, Greg Van Roten, by the way. There you go. There you go. even forgot to, to to acknowledge that part. But yeah, uh, Lincoln Kennedy continues to tell me each and every week he plays too high, right? He's, he's way up too high and he allows guys to get underneath his pad. So that's uh, the part of the right guard position that he's uh, having problems with. And Jermaine Illuminor has been the right tackle. And I think he's a swing tackle at best. I don't think he should be a starting right tackle, but I don't know what the solution is at that right tackle spot. It's been a problem for the Raiders for a long time. So uh, yeah, they've got to shore that up, figure out how to get things going. They've got to protect whatever quarterback out is out there, Jimmy G or Aiden O'Connell, and they got to get the run game going. The offense is not set up for the quarterback to throw the ball 45 times or in Aiden O'Connell's, uh, you know, his, his situation on Sunday. He threw the ball 39 times. That's too much. They've got to have a balanced offense, and if they can get that going, they'll have a chance, especially, as you mentioned, against a Packers defense that's not very good. I mean, I, I feel like both teams could have an opportunity to get right, and neither team wants to be that get-right team. Right. No. I mean, that's, no one no. wants to be the slump buster. Right. Nobody wants. And I, I always describe it like this. No one wants to be that that 2 a.m. phone call. Right. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. All right. Cool. You want to give up 200 yards on the ground? Sure. Let's do it. Right. I mean, nobody wants yeah. to be that. They yeah, I've had enough that. Coors Light for that. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, the, the the thing that I was looking at with this team as I was you know trying to break down the, the matchups and all that stuff is the offensive line, the way that it was built. You, you mm-hmm. look at the the guys, you mentioned the right side of that offensive line. The left side, you've got Colton Miller, who's yep. a nice player. I don't know that he's worth the money that they gave him, but he's a nice player. And yep. then Dylan Parham is a third round pick from 2022. I, still still plenty of, of book to be written with him. Sure. But then center, right guard, right tackle. You're talking about scrap heap kind of players. Mm-hmm. Just like, let's try and put something together. Well, you go back to 2018. They took Colton Miller in the first round. They took Brandon Parker in the third round. Brandon Parker, not a thing in Las Vegas. No, you, no. You, you fast forward, 2021, they take Alex Leatherwood in the first round. Is Alex Leatherwood still in the NFL? Q, do you know? I think that he got what? He got waived from Chicago. I think he's on someone's practice squad. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, mean, I, I believe he's on a team right now. But that yeah. is a disaster that he can't on a, on a team that desperately right now, two years ago, he's a draft pick. Right. A team that desperately needs offensive line and especially yep. the kind of offensive line he could theoretically provide with the size, the power that he plays with. 
all the inconsistencies aside, there's a reason he's like a borderline NFL player, right? Right. But what he, what they thought he could be, you can't, you can't miss those opportunities. No. And no. that, that is, it's just, I think a great example. And, and Raiders fans are probably sick of hearing about this because of what happened with that, um, that, 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 uh, what was it? The 19 draft where you have right. three first round picks and you come out with like one Josh Jacobs, one guy. Josh that's Jonathan, it. Cleveland, Jonathan no Abrams, speaking of borderline Abrams, NFL guy, Jonathan Abrams. Yep. 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 And now if you took Hunter Renfro and, and Max Crosby in the first round, like now you'd kind of look like a genius for doing that. So they right. still end up having weirdly enough, a decent class, but still right. you, you just can't take the collar in the no. first round basically. And so no. that, that I think is, is really damning. And I think it's a good, it's a good reminder for Packers fans, frankly, that, what they do with offensive linemen, you just pull Zach Tom out of the deep recesses of your third round. Uh, like that doesn't happen. Other teams don't do that. Rashid Walker right. in the seventh round does not come in for every team and play really well. He's done right. that. He's come in and played really well. Teams don't do that. And I think it's easy for Packers fans. And I have to remind myself because I, I, I'm so deeply embedded in this team. I, like This is not normal. What they do is not normal. And these other teams are trying to figure this out. I don't know how Green Bay does it. If I had an answer for you, I'd be selling it to other teams, frankly, because they'd pay me yeah. a lot of money. They'd pay me a lot of money to tell to give them the secret if there was one. Right. The secret sauce to fixing the offensive lines, right? I mean, that would be awesome. And like you mentioned, Dylan Parham, he was the third round pick. He was Dave Ziegler's first pick uh, as a GM of the Silver and Black. And I think he's a good player. Uh, I, I want to say he may have regressed a little bit this year as opposed mm -hmm. to his rookie year. And then Thayer Munford was the seventh round pick. Uh, like you're talking about seven round picks, right tackle out of uh, Ohio State. And he's been good. He comes into the jumbo package. He's a guy that you'll see out there on, on Monday, uh, number 77. You won't be able to miss him, but he's just not out there consistently. I think that he's going to be the right tackle the future i think that that's what they ultimately want him to be but he's just not ready to be there consistently every play so you know they've, they've been exposed by by edge rushers and 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 defensive linemen the last two weeks uh you know and i know that a, a guy like gary can get after the quarterback i know that he uh you know pins his ears back and goes and so uh you know jermaine illuminor is going to have his work cut out for him van roten's going to have his work cut out from andre james is going to have his work cut out for him they all have to really step up but uh, really, the key matchups, I, I think, really for this game is going to be in the trenches. I know Green Bay is dealing with a bunch of injuries as well, so I, I think that it's like almost default going to the trenches on, on Monday. And, and like we're broken records on this, but this is this is <laughs> right. still how this works. And yeah. and I think especially when you come off a game for the Packers where you give up forty more than forty percent of your your dropbacks result in a pressure. Right, it's, it was the worst pressure that Jordan Love has been under since that Chiefs game in his NFL debut when when Steve Spagnuolo was just devious, just yeah. devious with some of the zero pressures that he's running and all that stuff. So like, and then you, Khalil Mack has six sacks against this Raiders team. Right. And you, and you give up 150 yards rushing. Like the Packers did the same thing. And so they're both, right. to, your, to your point, they're like, they're, they're the Spider-Man meme kind of pointing at each other a little yeah. bit right yeah. now because it's like, yep. we got to figure this out, but they got to figure this out. Right. And we got to figure this other side of the ball out, but they're still trying to figure it out too. So if one of these guys can figure it out, they might have a chance to, to get that 2 a.m. phone call, which Somebody, and, and no, no better place to get that 2 a.m. phone call than Vegas. <laughs> <do>. <laughs>
<laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. That is the place to get that 2 a.m. call. You ain't lying because, look, it's always open, right? There's no there's no sleeping in Vegas. And, look, it's Monday Night Football, as I mentioned, man, prime time action. So uh, something to get excited about. But we still, we've got to find the path to victory for both teams. How do the Packers go into a legion to pick up a dub? How can the Raiders defend their home field and get a dub? We'll talk about that coming up in segment number three. Peter, you got a message that you want to pass along from BetterHelp. I always have a message that I want to pass along because today's episode brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. We can all use a little bit of help being the best versions of ourselves. Sometimes it's, you just want to feel a little bit more relaxed, quiet your mind. There's so many distractions in our world today. Q, you and I, both parents. That is that is a lot to keep in your mind and still try and juggle. Okay, I'm also a partner. I'm also uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm a brother and a son and all these things. In addition to being a professional, that's a lot to have in your mind. And sometimes you just need some help. And that's what BetterHelp can provide for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Appropriate that a game taking place in Vegas that we're talking about right now brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Packers, one point road favorites in this one. Q probably raised some eyebrows. Among Raider Nation, right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I just want to let you know I have Packers minus one. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know that I feel great about it. But, well, disclosure. <laughs> well, I just have to tell you, I just took it just, in fact, just before we jumped on, I took, I went on FanDuel and I was like, oh, minus 108, minus one. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, Peter. It's the moment of truth. You're going to make a plan. You're going to path out the way to victory for the Packers. It's all on you. I've learned over this journey that we've gone through that it is all on you and it's potentially all on me as well. We're going to come up with paths to victory for both the Packers and the Raiders. So we'll start off with you for Green Bay to go into Allegiant Stadium, pick up that victory and, and win that bet that you just placed on FanDuel. What do they have to do? Stop the run. I think that's it. If they can stop the run, this, this Raiders offense becomes one-dimensional, and it happens to be the kind of dimension that the Packers are designed to stop. Um, I, I hope, I hope, Q, we, we we're 24 and a half minutes into this show. We have not talked about Devontae Adams versus Jair Alexander. I right. hope both those guys coming in with injuries. I hope, hope, hope we get that matchup because you're talking about two of the best in the game, a heavyweight yep. bout, and, and two guys who really, really respect one another. Mm -hmm. Um, this is not Marshawn Lattimore versus Mike Evans, where the guys don't like each other. I'm always interested right. in, in a matchup like this, where like these guys absolutely love to go at it and battle. I, th I think Devonte is, if he's healthy, equipped to to win some of these matchups. He's so good at the catch point, but then it depends on who's throwing him the ball. So, I think this pass rush can get off if you're the Packers. 
I think your secondary can, can match up with these receivers. I like Russell Douglas against um, Jacoby Myers as a matchup. Um, and then, of course, you have Jair. So uh, this is all about the run defense to me. If the Packers can stop the run, to me, it's just going to be so hard for this Raiders team to score. And I, I think that gives the Packers uh, the, the best chance to score enough points. Not that they're going to score 40 or right. 70. Jeez, Dolphins, relax. <laughs> uh, and and I think that you you can win a sort of like a 21-17 kind of game, a 24-17 kind of game. I like the Packers, not comfortably, but like I just think the Packers are a better team. Christian Watson, hopefully getting closer to full health. Aaron Jones, closer to full health. Rashawn Gary, closer to full health. I think that makes a huge difference for this team. Those three players are really, really good. Um, and I just haven't seen, maybe I'll just ask you the question. What do the Raiders do well, Q? I mean, Their that's really good. I think that's the question that they're asking. <laughs> I think they're asking that right now, right? I mean, they're trying to figure out what they do do really well. And, and that's the problem when you're already four games into the season. I mean, their kicking game is great, right? I mean, Daniel Carlson's fantastic. AJ Cole's fantastic. But you don't want to be that, well, the special teams is the best unit of the team. And uh, right now, they're fantastic. But the run game hasn't got going at all. Um, you know, Max Crosby, number 98, you can see him early and often. He's a guy that's going to give you maximum effort. There's a reason why his name is Max with two X's. I mean, he just he brings it every single down, every single snap. I mean, he's that guy. So, I mean, it's it's funny that you mentioned stop the run. The Raiders have to establish the run. They haven't they haven't got it going at all. Right. And, and uh, Josh Jacobs is starting to round into form, I do believe. So I think that they are going to try to be a balanced offense. I think that they're going to try to run uh, Jacobs early and often and, and also get him some of the dump offs like you saw against the Chargers because those yeah. are just extended runs. That's fine. If he picks up eight or nine yards a, a catch, that's cool. Right. Go ahead and, and do that. That's fine. Uh, I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And I think that the Raiders would be happy with that as well, because it keeps Josh Jacobs involved in the game. And that's something that's very important. You mentioned Devontae and, and Jair. That, that's those are two of the best in the business. I mean, that's that'll be just fun. That'll be get your popcorn and, and watch oh, it yeah. go, uh, because that's that's exciting. And hopefully, like you mentioned, both those guys are as healthy as possible to go out there and compete against each other. That'll be something to pay attention to. But for me, man, it's 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 run the ball. And that pass rush has got to affect Jordan Love. I mean, the, the Packers offensive line is leaky, right? We saw them on Thursday night football. Matt LaFleur was angry to say to say it nicely after the game, right? Let it be known. He does if not I normally get like that, but he was feisty, bro. He was feisty. I mean, he was that's a BS question. I mean, if I knew the answer to that, I would I, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, he was hot and and he's had some time, right? He's I had like it. Time. I liked it. Yeah, me too. It was almost like an extra bye week that, that the Packers had going from Thursday night football to Monday night football. They yeah. get a, a extra time to get things figured out. But Jordan Love's still a young starter. So, you know, Max Crosby is going to bring everything he's got. My big question I have each and every week is who's going to compliment Max? Who is it going to yeah. be across from him? Right. Is it going to be Tyree Wilson, the rookie? He hasn't really got started yet, but you can see him getting a little bit better, getting his legs under him. Is it a guy like Malcolm Koontz? Right. Is it going to be someone from the interior who is going to harass Jordan Love? That's not named Max Crosby is the big question. But everything becomes easier for that defense. And they did really good. They I mean, they shut out the Chargers in the second half last week. So if they could build off that defense, they'll have themselves a chance. But everything is easier, man, when they get pressure on the quarterback. The rest of the, you know, the linebackers, the secondary, the safeties, all of a sudden things can happen. So as far as I'm concerned, you've got to be able to run the ball, establish that, have that balanced offense, and you've got to get to Jordan Love early, and you've got to get to Jordan Love often. That's the way that the Raiders win the game on Sunday. And the, it's funny that you, or Monday, I mean, and, and the funny thing about it is you mentioned 24-17 or 20-17. to The Raiders haven't scored over 20 points yet this season. 
17, 10, 18, 17. That's it. Yeah. And I thought the offense was going to be the strength of this team. So there's that. The second and third quarter, they haven't even scored a touchdown in the second or third quarter yet this season. They've scored nine total and points. And the Packers are one of the best third quarter teams in the league. Jordan Love has been a different guy in the third quarter. So glad you brought up Max Crosby because oh. he's going to be going up against Rasheed Walker um, yeah. when he's lined up uh, over the left tackle. I think you're going to see the the Raiders take a page out of the Lions playbook and say, we're going to take Max Crosby and treat him like Aiden Hutchinson against the Packers. We're going to line him up everywhere. You yeah. better account for where our guy is. And if you don't, yep. he's going to beat your backup guard. If you have to play a backup guard, he's going to be, you better account for 98 yep. or you're going to have a problem. I can't wait Q. This is going to be a great time. <laughs> and uh, this is, I, I wish, I wish I, I, um, I could say that these two teams were going to match up in Las Vegas in February. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. They're going to be watching in February. <laughs> gonna be watching. I don't think they're going to be one of these teams will be in Las Vegas still. Right. We know that for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's it's Monday night football. It doesn't get much better than that. I'm excited about it. Uh, Legion Stadium is a great place to, to check out a, a game. And of course, like you mentioned, the Super Bowl will be there uh, in February as well. So, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a good time to have a good time. And so, uh, you know, as always, man, definitely appreciate you and your efforts. You always do a fantastic job. Uh, let everyone know what, what shows you got coming up to close out the week. Hey, we got a, we got a Friday interview show and then we'll we'll have a Monday show ahead of our live show. We'll be live after the game. Um, if Raider Nation wants to come hang out, uh, our Locked On Packers YouTube page, we we welcome you. Yeah, hey, look, man, if I'm going to hang out with anybody, it's Peter, man. I'm going to hang out with anybody. I'll my tell man. you that right now. That's my guy. It's my A1s to day one. So, yeah, you can go hang out with Peter or you can kick it with me. Uh, the rest of the week we'll have, you know, keys to victory for the silver and black. We'll do that actually on Monday since the game's not so Monday Night Football. And, of course, we'll talk about news and notes, see who's in, who's out, actives, this and that, injured guys, who's going to be under center. There's a lot to get to before this Monday night game, Peter, but it should be a lot of fun, man. I look forward to it and appreciate you as always. Thanks to Q for joining the show. Always great to do these crossovers. He is uh, always just a fun person to talk to. Um, and and frankly, I wish we got to play the Raiders more, so I got a chance to talk to him more on these shows. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live like we will be on Monday, we'll have our normal Monday show, last second preview, discuss all the things that need to be discussed and then our Monday uh, talk about what's going on with the game live reaction show post game on YouTube go subscribe to our Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay Locked on Packers <laughs>